3: On the inside, here comes Papagayo from Norway! And Papagayo on the inside takes the $1 million Jackers International Front
0: Mike Carter. It's opened up a
4: five-length advantage. On the outside is Magnus Dale From and second in comes Colton's ray activator.
0: Goes on a champion tonight. And Mike Bozich. Father Patrick being a magician can't reach. Father Patrick wait is the maxi lead. On blogtalkradio.com.
3: Well, good evening, everybody, and a good Thursday evening to you. We welcome you to Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bell America. Mike carter lot of Mike Bocach. and Mike, we've got some new hardware that we're getting to uh, test out on the show tonight.
0: Yeah, it's the old blue is what they call it, the uh, Yeti blue. And I'll tell you what, for anybody that does podcasts, this is a, a great, great thing. There's a right. bunch of different settings on here, and any microphone that comes with a An instruction booklet, Mike, that you have to look at for a couple of hours, you know it's a good mic. So anyway, coming up on the program, we've got a tremendous program on tap for you today. And there's also a mute button in the front that we have to learn to work too. That's what happened to me. Am Am I right, Mike? Did you already forget to use it?
3: I forgot to use I forgot to unmute myself. I muted it for just a quick second and uh, you know, uh, I come back and I'm talking and then
0: all of a sudden you're in my ear again. So uh, you, know you know what, what? Mike? I'll, I'll tell you what we You know, Mike, what we should have done is we should have went back to the old test shows. We should have had a couple of test shows with the new Mike. Remember when yeah. we called it a test show all the way back when? And Oh my goodness. Well, listen, we've got a great show on tap for you today. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us on this edition. Of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America. Trainer of Mel Mara, Dylan Davis, will be joining us. And uh, Mel Mara was huge last Saturday at the Meadowlands, 147, equaling a world record, which was originally set by state treasurer for an aged uh, stallion over a mile track. Dylan Davis will be joining us on this program. One of my good buddies from the old Michigan days, Mike Carter, Jason Merriman, just recently picked up his 2000th win. He's been plying his craft at Northfield Park, at your neck of the woods. And uh, we'll have Jason on the program a little bit later on. And, uh, Mike, a great, great story. And uh, really a privilege and an honor for us to have uh, Brianna and Brian Carsey, the uh, daughter-father combo, on the program here uh, today. MJB got faith. their terrific Ohio State champion uh, who just picked up a win a couple of days ago uh, will be joining us on this program. And, Mike, what a terrific story. If you haven't had a chance uh, to catch the Carsey story, uh stay tuned listen here to post time with mike and mike because uh, this is uh, a very very nice story for harness racing I
3: completely agree and you know i i got goosebumps turning for home is uh the mjb got faith was five lengths clear and you could just hear brianna from the rail just screaming at the top of her lungs trying to cheer her horse home so it was a lot of fun mike and uh you Know it, it's the good stories in racing that we want to tell, obviously, and uh, you know, we're gonna have fun while doing it. Also, Mike Karen Carlson will be joining the program to talk about racing under saddle. Our continuing coverage of racing under saddle will continue tonight. And Mike, uh, you know, I, I wanted to t- touch briefly, uh, New Vocations, one of our sponsors. I'm playing in the Hannah handicapping contest. I gotta tell you, I moved up a couple of spots last week, so uh, so so we're, tra- we're trying to, uh, you know, make a little bit of money for uh, our sponsor, New
0: Vocations, and uh, Winnie Morgan Neiman. Yeah, well, you're, you've been off. You're off the pace, guy. Anyway, you like to, uh, you know, like to lag back a little bit, and then towards the middle and end, you like to make your move, and it looks like that's uh, certainly holding true. Uh, but we certainly appreciate everybody joining us. All of our sponsors, we certainly appreciate them as well. And uh, a couple of tidbits before we get into uh, Alan Davis, Mike. A couple of uh, well, one certainly. Uh, a very sad story, and uh, that uh, occurred at Hoosier Park. A uh, three year old uh, pacing filly just danced with me, uh, passed away, unfortunately, uh, getting loose and uh, got into the infield pond. It was a, a, a terrible tragedy. Uh, the Will Fong family has been around Illinois and Indiana racing for quite some time. Great, great people, great contributors of the sport. And uh, from all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Ben America, our. Uh, condolences uh, out to the Wilfong family uh, on their loss. And, you know, like I say, Mike, I mean, these horses uh, become family in a lot of situations and uh, this is certainly one of them. So uh, condolences to the Wilfong family on behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, That story broke just the other day and it just, I know uh, Kyle Wolfong personally, and I know his girlfriend, Nicole Agosti, and, you know, just to hear how upset they really were over this and uh, the events of what happened, it's uh, it's definitely a sad thing. And, you know, we just, we hope that they can, uh, you know, that they can get past it and, you know, can move forward. You know, they raise these horses as babies and, you know, when they get to three and four and five years old, you want to see how they, uh, how they grow up. And it was just a tragic, tragic uh, incident.
0: Yeah, and on a brighter note, there was a spill that happened a little while back at uh, Pocono Downs uh, in Pennsylvania, and uh, one of the drivers, Anthony Napolitano, was banged up pretty bad. Now, Anthony, uh, last uh, winter at the Meadowlands, uh, really uh, got his name together. I mean, he was really driving lights out, uh, leading that meet, and uh, had a great start here in 2016 uh, at the Meadowlands. Uh, Then he went over to Pocono and was just driving lights out there. And uh, he released a a statement on Facebook, and basically what happened to Anthony, the injuries that he suffered in that spill, he had broken ribs and he had a severed vertebrae uh, in his lower back, and it was uh, extremely painful for him to walk. But he did release this statement on uh, Facebook, and maybe we can get Anthony on the show next week. But uh, he released this statement on Facebook, and here it is, quote, word for word. He says, I just want to thank special friend Ron Pierce, You might have heard of that guy, Mike, Ron Pierce, you remember him, for uh, recommending a very good spinal surgeon that fixed me today. I feel like a new man, and I will be in the bike a lot sooner than I had expected. I want to thank everybody for all of your prayers and support, and my family and friends, and it's my wonderful girlfriend, for putting up with my, word we can't say on the air, complaining all week. Uh, so uh, certainly that's good news uh, it's good to see that Anthony's doing well. Anthony uh, Napolitano really has uh, uh, been driving lights out over really the past six months or so. So it's good to see that Anthony is doing a lot better after that spill, Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mute definitely. button, and my we, friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: that's the second time that's happened. You know, for those of you who you know who don't listen to the show on a regular basis, I also tweet out as the show is happening, and you know, so I was tweeting out the Anthony Napolitano update in the process. And forgot to nail my uh, and nail my mute button, but no, it's it's good to hear that uh, he's doing better. You know, Ron Pierce, we've all heard uh, of the surgeries that he had to go through, and you know, the fact that Anthony Napolitano could uh, could see the same guy and be fixed right up is just a uh, is just a miracle.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And uh, so, hats off to uh, Anthony. Is, uh, looks like he'll be biking the uh, bike soon. Certainly a great talent. But uh, big races coming up this weekend, Mike. We're going to take a look at it maybe towards the top of the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we've got races from Tioga. Uh, the uh, another rematch between Wiggle It and Rock and Ron. I guess you can call it the rubber match. Wiggle It Jiggle It uh, defeated uh, Rock and Ron, and the Dorothy Mullen and Rock and Ron was able to defeat uh, Wiggle It Jiggle It in the Confederation Cup. So they're having their rematch and a couple of the other nice horses in there as well pinkman will be at tioga on sunday as well so we'll take a look at that card big card at mohawk north american uh, pepsi north american cup eliminations as well as some other stinks races uh so we'll uh, talk about that and uh, a big uh, couple of big races at scioto as well with the older trotters in action so we'll talk about that as well we have got a jam jam-packed show uh, coming up for you jam-packed edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and we'll get things started when we come back with Dylan Davis trainer of Melmera you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America
5: Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way.
3: Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds works hand in hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standardbreds on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And coming up here in just a little bit will be
2: Dylan Davis,
3: the trainer of Mel Mara, who uh, has really taken uh, harness racing by storm as of late, Uh, Mike Bozich.
0: Yeah, he certainly has. Uh, this was a really big performance, and I go back to the Dorothy Mullen, and of course, that's the race where Wiggly Jiggle had missed the world record over a five-eighths mile track uh, by one-fifth of a second, shattered the track record in a one forty-seven and three performance, and uh, Mel Mara raced—I uh, thought—raced okay in that race. We'll have to see what Dylan Davis has to say about that particular event. But uh, to come back and really make a statement in what is certainly a crowded, aged pacing the vision. I mean, we knew we were going to have fun with this all the way back last year, Mike, when you have the likes of Wiggle It Jiggle It and Freaky Feet Pete and Rock and Ron's on the scene now and Mel and just so many great horses. As a matter of fact, Wakazashi Hanover uh, just qualified at Harrington yesterday. So he's uh, making his way back to the races. Just a crowd and always be Mickey. How can we forget always be Mickey? He was a hard trying first over in that particular race. Just a tremendous, tremendous crop of older horses and for Mel to make a statement like he did uh, last start at the Meadowlands uh, with that world record performance, I'm telling you, it is going to be just a fun year. I know it's like beating a dead horse, but you've got so many great aged pacing horses. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed and saying a little prayer that all these horses can remain healthy all the way towards the end of the year because this is going to be a fun, fun season in the aged pacing ranks, Mike.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And, uh, speaking of age pacers, Mike Bozich, we've got an uh, announcement to make later on in the program, about 7.50 or so. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about um, something we're going to be doing uh, later on this year. Uh, we've already got a couple of remote scheduled, so we uh, post-time with Mike, and Mike is going to be on the road, Mike Bozich. Uh, we're really excited about that. The other thing we wanted to talk about real quick is America, our lead sponsor, uh, who is done a fantastic job, uh, you know, supporting us and giving us a little bit of content here and there. And of course, Jason and those guys, but they have a contest uh, coming up this weekend. Um, It's the big harness handicapping contest. It's a $2,000 game on Saturday featuring racing from the Meadowlands. Mike, there's a $109 entry fee, and it's limited to 20 players.
0: And there's a feeder contest
3: every day where players can win their way in for as little as 10 bucks. So lots of great specials going on with uh, Bet America.
0: Yeah, there certainly is. Always great contests. As a matter of fact, we had a chance to talk to uh, a great handicapper, Stanley Coper, who's uh, won a couple of those things last week. And uh, I gotta admit, I was a little bit uh, iffy at the time. But you know, when he started talking, but uh, you know what? Find out that this is the guy that I met in the Hawthorne uh, press box uh, that gave me some uh, flashlights on a, a stormy night and said, hey, if you need something, get, you know, if you need to see, you can get down now. And uh, But he's he's won, you know, he's won a couple of these things, and he looks at the program, and he does a lot of hard work. And I'll tell you what, Mike, he's uh, he's a tremendous handicapper, but definitely some money to be won right there in those Bet America races. Right now, we're joined by trainer of Mel Mara, Dylan Davis. Dylan, welcome on to the program, my friend. Hi, how are you? Good, buddy. Now that you got the right number, we're doing fantastic. I got to make sure I get back with Jason Merriman to make sure I give him the right <laughs> right call. <laughs> number. Uh, yeah. Inside joke between Dylan and I, Mike. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy, uh, but uh, you have to be excited. Uh, the world record equaling performance by Mel Merrill was just outstanding at the Meadowlands 147, equaling uh, state treasures. Mark, uh, your thoughts on that uh, huge effort by Mel Merrill?
6: Yeah, you know, uh, I really can't put it into words yet. You know, it gave me goosebumps watching him race, and the horse has just been exceptional since the day I got him.
3: Now, Dylan, he did not race in 2015, but he's uh, three wins, three seconds, and 11 starts this year. And coming off that impressive 147 mile, he hasn't gone slower than 150 since April 20. How do you explain how good this horse is, uh, how good this horse is, and, uh, you know, where did he get all that might from?
6: You know, I think uh, I think the horse has always been a good horse. He had a lot of feet issues. Uh, he was off for so long with a broken coffin bone. And, uh, you know, as a two-year-old, I remember, you know, Irv Miller and Tony Alania, they had very high hopes on the horse. And, uh, you know, I think he's finally with the time off and the healing of the feet and just gave him time to grow and mature, and I think he's ready.
0: You know Dylan, we've talked about uh, just before you joined the program the depth of the aged pacing scene here in two thousand and sixteen and uh listen we know we've we've all been around the business for quite some time. What are your thoughts on the depth of this uh aged uh- ca- aged uh campaigns for paces It's
6: pretty tough there's uh you know there's uh, a number of horses that can just you know Maybe not 47 flat, but they can put up numbers of 47 week after week after week, and they've done it. And uh, I don't think there will be any age pacer that will dominate the whole year.
0: No, the talent pool, I think, is just a little bit too deep. Dylan, give us a little bit of uh, the backstory on this horse. How did you get Mel Mara and, uh, you know, a little bit of the history of uh, this fine horse?
6: Well, I hooked up with owner Robert Cooper back at Dover. He had bought a New Zealand horse by the name of Go Collect in. I had no idea who the guy was he called me one day and said that uh, you know he'd like for me to train a horse for him that he had just bought and wanted to know if I could go pick him up and uh, you know it just went on from there I was actually in my barn at Hoosier Park one day and he called me he said Dylan I just bought Mel Mara can you pick him up after he races Saturday night to Meadowlands naturally I'm going to say yeah now that I'm employed by the guy and you know and he wants to buy quality horses, and hopefully we can get a very good relationship and some very good horses together.
3: Now, Dylan, what's the uh, schedule kind of look like for Mel Mera? Obviously, uh, he's been racing against the open ranks at uh, Harris, Philadelphia, and at the Meadowlands. What does uh, 2016 look like for Mel Mera?
6: Well, Mel doesn't have anything, you know, as far as stakes go. Obviously, they didn't stake him because he hadn't, had not raced for 18 months. So it's kind of hard to stake a horse that's just standing there, you know. Uh, Mr. Cooper and Jerry Silva, they have discussed uh, supplementing him to a few races. And, you know, hopefully we get some invites, you know, to some different races like the Quillen and the Dan Patch. And there's a lot of big races that are all by invite. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely show up where we're invited if it's if the horse is healthy and if the horse is sound and uh Everything's in line. He'll definitely probably be going.
0: Visiting with Dylan Davis, trainer of Melmera. Dylan, uh, let's get off of Melmera for a little bit. Let's talk about some of the other horses in your stable. Who else should we watch out for in 2016? Uh,
6: I have an invite pacer racing at Hoosier Park by the name of Fearless Diablo. I don't have to hand myself with my very first partner, Mike Casolino. Uh, that horse has been exceptional for him and I. We have a couple of nice trotters, an open trotter race in a Harrington Raceway by the name of There's a Demon in me. Uh you know, I, I really got a pretty decent stable. I got open trotters, open pacers, open mares. You know, we uh I usually generally keep between forty and fifty and I have a barn in Hoosier Park as well. And uh I I really can't pick any particular horse but I think I should you know, it looks like it's the start of a very good year, that's for sure.
0: Fantastic. Now we do have an email question that was emailed to us. Somebody wanted to ask you a question, and uh, you know it was it was a good question. So I figured I'd read it to you, if that's okay. And it's uh, yep. from somebody. It's, it's from somebody by the name, and I don't know who it is. It's anonymous. Somebody by the name of Captain CC wants to know who your favorite driver is. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I think we all know who Captain CC is. Uh, I would have to say he's probably my favorite. You know, not just Why, as a driver, but we've but we are very good friends on a personal level. You know, we have kids the same age and uh, the racetrack together. And, you know, uh, and if people don't know who Captain CC is, that's my man, Corey Callahan.
0: That's right. And you know what, he's happy you said that. Now he said he can get a good night's sleep tonight. Listen, Dylan, we really appreciate you joining us, buddy. And uh, good luck with your stable here in 2016.
6: Thank you very much.
0: All right. That's uh, Dylan Davis. And, uh, you know, listen, before the show, Mike, uh, I give a guest usually a reminder, and I see Jason's got the right number because he's on hold now. But I, I give the guest a little bit of a reminder, and uh, usually I do it by Facebook or text or whatever. And uh, I'll be the first to say that uh, I give Dylan Dylan the wrong number, and uh, I, I don't know what I should have asked him what the number actually was too, but I mixed up a couple of digits. And uh, Dylan sent me a Facebook text. He says I tried this number three times, and there's you know there's no show, so. Well, I apologize I, let's, to let's... I apologize to Dylan for that, but uh, we're thankful that we we were able to get that taken care of, and he was able to join the program here tonight. Now listen, I, I haven't with the mute button you're having trouble with the phone number we, we listen we got the mics to do it we got to get our stuff together man i'm telling you
3: <laughs> this is a test version
0: <laughs> all we yeah. have to do is say it's a test version and and we could get out of it listen jason Merriman's going to be joining us he just picked up his 2000th win uh, he'll be joining us uh, and at the bottom of the hour we have uh a, Just a can't-miss interview. Brian and Brianna Carsey, Father's Daughter Combo. They're going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk racing under saddle with Karen Carlson. We're going to take a look at all the big races coming up this weekend at Harness Racing. You've got a jam-packed edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We'll be right back. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jib Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the Internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca. Or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's the stable.ca. And we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, alongside of Mike Carter. And right now we're joined by an old Michigan guy, Jason Merriman. Now, you're not an old guy. I'm not calling you an old guy. I got in trouble <laughs> when I asked Roger Houston about the old days and, and, and uh, you know, the days gone by. But uh, Jason Merriman nonetheless joins the program. How goes it, buddy?
1: Good, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: 2,000th win that uh, Plateau has been reached, and obviously you're on to many more wins. Now applying your trade at Northfield Park. How did uh, it feel to get number 2,000 in your belt?
1: It was nice. It was very nice. Uh, It was a little pressure there. I I thought I could win a couple on Saturday, and I got shut out. I had the whole family there. (laughs) But we got it Monday, so it was okay.
3: Now, Jason, I've got to take a little bit of the blame for Saturday. I'll tell you why. Because turning for home in the one race I thought you were going to do it, I said, Win 2000 is staring him in the face. And a turn is coming up on the outside and he's closing and he's closing and he's closing. Sitting here saying to myself, this is not going to happen. I set the race call (laughs) up perfectly and uh, you know of course he went by but you know that, that that's just you know that's how racing goes you know it's got to be a lot of fun uh, racing in such a competitive market as Northfield i mean they don't give uh, an inch there what's it like uh driving out there you know compared to driving say at northville or any other place
1: oh driving at cleveland you uh you don't want to make a mistake cuz they'll uh, they'll make you pay for it uh it's uh, very competitive there's a lot of guys that want to win a lot of guys that want to be on the front, too, so it's uh,
2: you, <laughs>
1: you better be ready. And then, you know, Northville, it's it's, uh, it's a little more laid back than it is at Cleveland.
0: Yeah, certainly. The driving style, if you look at Northfield Park, is certainly a lot more aggressive, uh, so it seems. Um, now, when you're trying to get your 2000th win, and I ask a lot of these guys that, you know, when we have them on, when they've achieved the milestone, and even you look at sporting, uh, sporting events like baseball, uh, or football or anything like that. It seems like when they get to a mile, when individual players get to a milestone uh, feat, when they're like a hit or two away from uh, seven or eight or 9,000 or something, it seems like they go into a little bit of a slump. Now, is that something that you kind of knew that milestone you were approaching and did you put a little bit of undue pressure on yourself or was it just like, ah, it's just another race?
1: Oh, no, I put a little pressure, like I said, Saturday. I I definitely overdrove a couple because I thought they could win, but they you know they needed a little bit of a trip, and I was way too aggressive with them. So that kind of cost me. And yeah, you you put pressure on you know because you want to get it. It's, you know everyone you know dreams that win thousands of races, and when you come to a milestone like that, or you know there's a lot you know you uh, you just want to get it. And then it you know them guys there they don't let they don't let you down either, and they will heckle you and heckle you. Every race, tell you, oh, you can't. You could be ninety nine to one, and they'll say, oh, this is the one. Just let me tell you, them guys there. You better not let them know it's getting to you because they will ride you and ride you and ride you. It's brutal. But we're all, you know, we're everyone gets along. You know, we have our moments, but <laughs> it was it was very stressful there at the end.
3: Mason, uh, Rod actually sent a message earlier, and he told me to ask you about this player's running star that you drove for trainer Shane Heasley this morning. He said that you got off the oh, bike, wait, wait, and he said it was said uh, Ronnie Wren Jr.
1: Oh, I'm gonna keep these guys. I'll tell
3: you what. what <laughs> so, what talk to us now? a little bit about some of the talk, talk to us a little bit about some of the younger horses that you're, you're driving. I know you drove a couple of uh sire steak horses. Uh, the Saturday program. Talk to us about some of the horses that you really like. Uh, that you really like this year.
1: Oh, I, them, like I said, you fell into their game. They're they're being pranksters right now. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I drove a couple two-year-olds today that were all right. It just you know, first-time learning experience. And uh, I drove a couple stakes there Saturday. That you know, three-year-olds that. They were okay. They, you know, I didn't think they could win. They just try to get some money for the owners. That's about it.
0: <laughs> visiting, <laughs> visiting live with Jason Merriman. Uh Jason, let's. Uh, well, listen. Let's talk about the locker room. Let's oh, talk good. about behind the scenes in the driver's room. Oh, and uh, we had Kurt Sugg on this show after he got his milestone a couple of weeks ago. And if I can remember his direct quote. He said that the locker room was equivalent to an elementary school play yard. Do you concur with that statement?
1: I'd more in concur because let me tell you, you better have a strong and you better be strong witted and thick skin because these boys will not. It, I don't care who you are. They will bust your chops all day, every day if they know it's getting to you. Every one of them.
0: But it, you know uh, what that's actually but that you know what that's good though, Jason, because oh, uh, you,
1: know you know what,
0: my grandfather always told me, listen, if they mess with you that means they like you. When they don't yeah, mess with you, that's when you gotta worry.
1: Yeah, right. I am telling you it, that we have some fun there. <laughs> I'm sure you see the videos. We we have fun.
0: That's for sure. No question about it. Uh, Jason, <laughs> let's go back a little let's go back a little bit in your early days back in the Michigan days. Why don't you tell us how you got okay. started in the business and what made you want to become a driver?
1: Oh my! Uh, well, I'm a fourth-generation horseman. My whole family's been in it. When uh, um, my grandpa Gordon Norris, he had a big stable. and My dad's always had. My parents always had, you know, uh, anywhere from ten to fifteen horses. So I've I've been in it my whole life. Started from the bottom up. Not according to Ryan Stall, I was silver spooned, but I wasn't. I used to clean stalls. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he, always, he always makes fun of me. He says I'm silver spoon, but I used to. I used to have to clean stalls before I could jog and all that kind of stuff.
0: Now, listen, and Jason, then, uh, if, we, if we decide to get a show together and we have, like, a roundtable discussion with Aaron and Ronnie Wren and Ryan Stahl and you and Kurt Sugg, you'll be more than game to join, won't you?
1: Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you know how many ratings that show will have? They, <laughs> they should have a reality show at that place, I'm telling you. We would, it would be the best.
0: You know what? On on BlogTalkRadio dot com, where we go through when we set up the show, they do have a little uh, little feature where you can either set it up public, PG thirteen rated, R. How should we rate this thing?
2: <laughs>
1: well, uh, yeah, you might not want to let the depends what we want to let out of the bag. There's, you know, if the walls could talk, right?
0: Jason, I listen, I really appreciate you joining us, buddy. It's been a fun conversation. It's good to see you doing well over at Northfield Park. Uh, but real quick, before I let you go on a serious note, um, it's uh, it was really cool to see your family there celebrating with you when you got your 2000th win. How is, important is it uh, as a driver and in, in somebody that's kind of in a, a competitive event like that have their family right behind them every step of the way?
1: Oh. You know, it was uh, it was awesome to have my family there. Like my wife, she gets up at 3 in the morning to go to work. She worked a 12-hour shift, grabbed the kids from school and headed down there and made it just in time for that race. So, you know, that's a that's a long day, you know, and, and she did that. And then my parents come over from Pittsburgh. And it, you could, you know, it, it it's awesome, you know. You, you need the support in this business because as a driver, you know, you're, it's a lot of hours. You don't get much family time. So when they can come there and support you, it's awesome.
0: Jason, we certainly appreciate it, my friend, and uh, looking forward to seeing you playing your craft over there in 2016. You're doing a nice job, buddy.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.
0: All right. That was uh, Jason Merriman. And I'll tell you what, Mike, that might have been one of the most fun interviews that we've ever had on this program because uh, your boys over there at Northfield Park, I got to tell you, it it looks like a pretty fun environment.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, they they give each other a hard time but they really uh they really support each other. So it's a
0: good group of guys with Ronnie and Aaron and all the guys at Northfield. Yeah, no question about it. Now do you guys have as much fun in the office as they do in the drivers room? Actually uh, yeah, we do
3: actually. Uh you know, probably not that much fun, but we have a good time. So it's uh it- definitely a uh, a fun place to work both on the front side and the back side well mike coming up next is uh an interview i know i've been waiting for all night and i know uh, some of our listeners have been waiting for all night brian and Bria Carcy are coming up next on the back side of this commercial we'll be right back on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america friends of maryland standard breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in maryland Friends of Maryland Standard works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard on Twitter and like them on Facebook. And it's MJB Got Faith who opens up to a five length advantage And MJB Got Faith has a six length lead Lion Image races into second, then another breath MJB Got Faith to win Welcome back to post time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by Brian and Brianna Carcy. And, uh, my first question is going to go to Brian, uh, Brian, I got to tell you, it was so much fun calling the race, uh, this past Saturday. It was a, an honor and a pleasure, but to see the whole family outside, uh, cheering MJB God, faith on was, uh, was a lot of fun to uh, listen to as well. Yeah,
4: it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a good time. We wish we had our other two kids there as well. They were out of town that weekend, and uh, they were there watching at home and supporting it. So it was a good time.
0: Now, Brian, uh, and we're joined by Brianna too, and we'll hear from Brianna in just a moment. Uh, Brian, Mike Bozich here. Give us a little bit of the backstory story of uh, MJB God Faith.
4: Uh, you, you know, he was kind of a uh, unique situation. Bree is um, – Always wanted her own project. She's always been a demanding little girl, uh, as she said since she could talk. But she's had me wrapped around her finger, <laughs> and uh, she always wanted to have a baby and have a broodmare to have a baby so she could raise a champion. She said. At the time, I thought she was crazy, and she's proved me wrong.
3: Now Brianna, the, you here? Uh, oh, uh, sorry, go you know go ahead. No, Brian, I'm sorry.
4: Sorry. I said throughout the year I kept telling her she was uh, wrong, and it took all the way to the final before she finally said, "You gotta have faith."
3: Now, Brianna, I watched the CBS interview again. This is probably like the tenth inter or time I've watched that interview, and you said throughout the interview, "You gotta have the faith. You gotta have the faith." What, uh, what about MJB? Uh, got faith? Uh, did you see that maybe nobody else saw?
7: Well. Uh, my heart saw him that he's going to be a champion and uh, when he was born uh, I saw God standing by him like petting him and he was kind of wobbling and they like he helped him stand up and told me that you got to have faith in this voice he's going to be a good one and then he laid down and then he disappeared, so I always knew that I had to have faith in him and that he was going to be a good horse.
0: Now, Brianna, what does MJB stand for?
7: Mackenzie, um, Jordan Bree. got faith, and my sister and brother.
0: Well, that is terrific. And uh, you know, we talked and, and if you read the article, there's a couple of articles out there. I know there's a great one on hoofbeats. Uh, that kind of takes you through the story and it's uh it's a little bit of an involved story. Um but Brian, I'm going to throw it to you and we'll go back to a little bit of the early days of uh MJB Got Faith. Now, this was a horse that uh obviously by all horsemanship standards that probably shouldn't have succeeded, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, when he went into the Walter Haynes stable and started training, he was really small, frail looking, uh, dull. And from the first day that he started jogging, he was really off in his left rear. And uh, the Walter, me, thought, you know, where do we go from here, right? That little girl's got this horse. She's got so much belief in him and so much faith. And here's a horse that. We shouldn't be wasting our time on <laughs> um, that. I don't want to use the word lame, but he's definitely off, and we're not even jogging five miles a day.
0: And so you, was
4: definitely stacked against her.
0: Right, right. And if you go back uh, to last year. Uh, the horse, uh, or, or actually a little bit before that, the horse was with Junior Haynes. You did, and uh, in, in Junior hooked up with Steve Carter, um, who uh, trained the horse. Is there anything um, that you feel that Steve may mm-hmm. have done differently than, than Junior?
4: No, you know, Steve um, did a great job. The reason Steve was um, chosen to take care of a horse in Ohio was Walter and Steve had a good working relationship. It wasn't a situation where there was going to be any animosity or tension about bringing her horse back home to Walter in between races. As you know, there's about a month in between. So she could bring him home, turn him out for a week or so, let him play. She could get to see him. He'd be closer. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks for the race or so, they could send him back up there. You know, one thing she was adamant about was, she didn't want to race him in between the uh, sire stakes last year. So there wasn't much in between for him to do.
0: Visiting so live with uh, Brian and Brianna. Visiting, li- I'm sorry, Brian, visiting live with Bri- uh, Brian and Brianna Carsey. I do want to throw it to Brianna real quick. Brianna, talk about go back to the horse's first career win. What did that mean to you when the horse crossed the finish line first for the very first time?
7: Well, yeah. Beating as fast as he was racing, <laughs> and uh, it was really just, like, exciting seeing that because, like, I knew he won, but everybody else thought he didn't because it was a really close race, and we were at my grandma's house, and it was the 4th of July, so we were all excited the whole wait, like, when I was sitting there, I was just kind of, like, shaking, because I couldn't wait till the race started, so when he won, it just
2: was
3: awesome. <laughs> now, Brian, you got took the, uh, uh, the Sire Stakes final at Scioto Downs last year, uh, MJB, i Faith seems to, uh, seems to like the Northfield surface, and it just so happens to be that, uh, Sire Stakes might this year, is the plan to just kind of keep on the uh, Sire Stakes Circuit for a little bit and then just kind of see where it goes from there?
4: Yeah, he's pretty much going to stay on the Sire Stakes Circuit. Uh, we did get her convinced this year that three year old kids, you know, they're racing a lot more. It's going to be tougher. And uh, hopefully they haven't raced in between this, in between legs of the Sire Stakes. But yeah, right now she just wants to stay to the Sire stake program and race a couple legs in between.
0: Brian, the, uh, when this horse, uh, started racing and started having some success, uh, there was yet more, uh, kind of, uh, wise, kind of more crossroads, uh, more, uh, forks in the road, because then the offers started coming in, uh, to buy this horse and they started getting higher and higher and higher and higher. What was going through the Carsey household at that time when the offer started coming in?
4: Well, a lot of tension, um. You know, I guess being in the business and knowing a little bit, I just thought that he drew some real soft divisions throughout the year. Uh, I thought he was just lucky, getting the lucky breaks. Um, the offers were good. And I just thought you should take advantage of those opportunities to sell before you really drew in with some good horses. And it was five against one, basically. You know, the uh, talking to her and my wife and the kids, they were all tagging up against me, man. Leave her alone. Let her keep racing her horse. I didn't know what I was talking about.
3: <laughs> now, Brian, real quick, uh, let, let's kind of take a little bit of a uh, ride down Maryland, I guess you could say. How did uh, you get involved with racing? And uh, did did Brianna follow uh, follow that love of racing like you have?
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I got started in the business when I was young. Uh, My father was in the business. My brother was in the business. Uh, You know, I gave it a whirl when I got out of high school and wasn't very good at it, I guess. Got out, got a job, and uh, met my beautiful wife and bride, my rock that uh, carried me to where I am today, and still had a passion. We got back in it slowly, and Kids followed a little bit, but Bree has probably been the one that's uh, really stayed passionate to it and wanted to be an owner in the business and carried on. I mean, she's the one that took us back to the Ohio program. You know, it's really kind of unique in that area that she took us back to the Ohio State Sider Stakes program. I remember when I was young sitting up in the grandstand and watching all them Ohio Sider Stakes winners and saying, man, that'd be nice someday to have one like that.
0: Brianna, I'm going to give you the last word. When MJB Got Faith crossed the finish line first at Scioto last year in uh, the Ohio Scioto Stakes Championship, what was going through your mind? What were your thoughts uh, when that horse crossed the line first? Um, I like I can't believe I just won, and oh
7: my god! And I knew he could do it and, and plus I was kind of happy to prove my dad wrong.
0: <laughs>
7: and um 'cause right after he won I ended up, jumped in his arms and I said, I told you <laughs> So <laughs> It was just amazing to just see that happen.
0: Now, Brianna obviously you're you're very, are you eleven or twelve? I'm 11. You're 11. Okay. Um, looking forward, looking ahead, um, as you get older, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to? Do you want to stay in the harness racing business? Uh, do you want? I, I read somewhere where, and in, in listened where you, you obviously you want to have a farm of your own. Is that something that that you want to do going forward? Yeah, I want to stay in the
7: harness business, and I actually want to be a trainer when I get older. I can
0: train my own horses. Fantastic. Well, listen, it was certainly a pleasure, uh, you guys joining us, uh, Brian and uh, Brianna. Much luck to MJ uh, B God Faith going forward. And uh, real quick, Brian, uh, what do you think, uh, the horse obviously going from two to three, uh, did the horse uh, grow up a little bit? Is he a little bit more mature as far as, uh, and obviously he's still got a little bit of a, a funky gait, but uh, have you noticed any difference from two to three? Yeah, you
2: know, he grew
4: up a little bit. Um we were we was hoping his uh game would get a little better and get a little more stable, but that didn't happen. But he did mature up a little bit and fill out a little bit, so that's a positive note. Um but he just he does what he does.
0: <laughs> that's terrific. So we well guys listen. This, go go ahead, Brian. I was,
4: say, I was gonna say we qualified this year. It seemed like his first three qualifiers was a repeat of last year, so I was like, Here we go again.
0: Well, that's terrific. Well, guys, listen, we really appreciate you joining the program, and uh, much luck to you here in uh, 2016 with uh, MJB Got Faith and, uh, and all the other horses that are going to come uh, in the future. Good luck, guys.
7: Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it. All right. That was uh, Brian and Brianna Carsey, the owners of uh, MJB Got Faith. And and for those of you that uh, don't know, just a little bit more to the backstory of uh, especially young Brianna Carcy, who's 11 years old. Her survival, Mike, was uh, a little bit of a miracle because uh, when uh, right before she was born, I guess the umbilical cord was uh, kind of tied up in a little bit of a knot, and it was restricting the flow of oxygen to her. So not only is her horse kind of a miracle, Mike, but the fact that she's with us today is uh, a little bit of a miracle. So uh, a very, very touching story. Uh, But it's good to see people like this have success. It's good for harness racing, uh, you know, to see people like this have success. And uh, God bless Brian and Brianna. And hopefully uh, MJB Got Faith continues to kick butt out on that racetrack, Mike.
3: Yeah, definitely. MJB got faith, had a slow start to 2016, and the win at Northfield Park was the first of 2016 in 157-2, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully continued success to, uh, to that family and to the connections, and uh, it's going to be an interesting sire stakes season around here, I can tell you that's for sure.
0: Yeah, certainly. A lot of great horses there, and uh, MJB Got Faith has certainly turned into one of them. Well, we've got a lot coming up left on this program. We're going to hear from Karen Carlson. She's going to talk about racing under saddle. Plus, we're going to take a look at all the big harness races coming up. Lots of big action. jingle it's back in action at Tioga. Pinkman's back in action. Uh, Pepsi uh, North American Cup up at Mohawk. Great uh, older trotters in action at Scioto. So we've got lots of good action to take a look at. Uh, but right now, we're going to do, uh, do our Maryland Minute, I guess. Yes, Mike, we had to move that back a little bit, but that's uh, all right. Certainly no problem. We're going to take a look at the Maryland Minute. When we come back, we'll have more on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. This is your Maryland Minute. The Maryland Minute is brought to you by Friends of Maryland Standard Breads. Join us for a paint night fundraiser party at Waterman Seafood Company in Ocean City, Maryland, Monday, June 13th at 5 p.m., Register now at paintnightcom slash events. That's paintnight N-I-T-E dot com slash events. Or call Carrie at area code 410-202-6231. That's 410-202-6231. Paint Night will donate a portion of ticket sales to the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Visit them online at www.hhyf.org to get more information. Once again, join us for a paint night fundraiser party at Waterman's Seafood Company in Ocean City, Maryland, Monday, June 13th at 5 p.m. Register now. Call Carrie at 410-202-6231, 410-202-6231. And afterwards, follow us over to Ocean Downs for a night of exciting live harness racing. Visiting here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, with Karen Carlson, one of the participants in racing under saddle. Karen, thank you for joining us here today.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Karen, let's start with your background. What's your uh, background involvement in racing under saddle?
5: Uh, well, I'm from Sweden, and I grew up uh, competing show jumpers. Uh, I had an accident in my 20s, so I had to stop riding, and that's how I ended up with standard bread, and that's how I ended up in America 15 years ago. Um unfortunately, I can't ride by myself because of my back, but um, I'm uh, having a really big interest for the sport, and I love to see the girls putting effort in and excitement. So,
0: Now, what do you think some of the challenges um, that Racing Under Saddle is facing now to try to get established in the United States?
5: Well, obviously, because we're not allowed to bet on the races. Um, nobody wants to give up the horses. There is no money to race for so unless we get the wagering worked out um i don't see it having a future um that's that's a problem i guess as they do in canada now where they can bet on the races and we see that it's going forward so that's what we're trying to work on
0: right getting involved in the wagering program on the harness racing cards and as a matter of fact Karen, that just happened this past week at Kawartha Downs and the race actually uh handled pretty well would you like to see uh obviously you'd like to see more racing under saddle events incorporated in the harness racing programs at tracks in the united states and how do you think uh racing under saddle could accomplish this
5: uh well we need to get the legislator to pass the bill so we can uh start betting on the races and from there on i don't see why uh, it wouldn't wouldn't work out i think it's great for the sport that's uh bringing another angle into it that can bring people from other questions um, into the sport. And, um, you know, um, more people can get involved, and it's exciting.
0: Visiting with Karen Carlson. Now, Karen, there was a Racing Under Saddle seminar at uh, Windback Farms a few few weeks ago, and it had a pretty good turnout. Um, What steps can horsemen or horsewomen take uh, if they are interested in racing under saddle?
5: Well, we're planning on having uh, another seminar here after Ocean Downs, and uh, they're planning one in New York as well. So anybody can contact us through Facebook, and um, there's girls a little bit spread everywhere that would be happy to come out and help uh, getting a uh, saddle on the horses and try them out. And uh, yeah, you just got kind of to contact us and and come there.
0: Now, Karen, what types of horses uh, do you think are best suited for racing under saddle? And along with that, is there a special training that a horse or a rider have to go through in order to participate?
5: Well, um, I think as a rider, you just have to be really fit because it's not it's not like riding around in the woods or jumping a course even. It's very hard uh, to succeed. You have to be really fit, not just... Um, of the safety and the race, but also to help your horse out. Because when you get tired, you put more weight on the horse. So you have to be really fit uh, to do it. And also the horses, you know, when you first start them on the saddle, they get a little sore because it's different muscle. Uh, However, I rode many standard breds, broke many standard breds to the saddle, and I can say every single one of them benefits. They either get happier, they fire up on the racetrack, they want to race, uh, they get stronger. Uh, and is an athlete, and they have to train all muscles, not just go one way seven days a week, you
0: know? Right. Now, if uh, if racing fans do want to check out a racing under saddle event, uh, where and when can they uh, do so? Uh,
5: I know New York has the fair series going all summer, and um, we have uh, the race in Ocean Downs coming up July 17th and uh, uh, we will have the girls down there at the track. They can answer questions, and uh, so we'll try to have a seminar after that, too. So hopefully as we go, we're planning more races, but it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's an effort right now. We're just trying to get the word out and get people interested, and anybody that has something to add or can help us out, please come forward. We need, we need teamwork to get this going. I think it could be a really good thing.
0: Karen, we certainly appreciate you joining us here today. Good luck to you in racing under saddle in the future.
5: Thank you very much. Have a great day.
0: Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jib Winsky a call at 508 485 5522. That's 508 485 5522. Or visit them on the internet at embroideryunl.com. That's embroideryunl.com. Embroidery Unlimited. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program
3: places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at newvocations.org. Racehorse Adoption Program. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. Post Time presented by That America. We've well, got some breaking news to announce to you. and. We are very excited to announce our first live remote of 2016. We'll be at Hoosier Park for the 2016 Dan Patch Stakes. And uh, Mike, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the first of three remotes that we are going to do in 2016. And we're hoping to expand that to uh, five or six next year.
0: Yeah, certainly. Uh, and what's uh, basically going to happen is, of course, my responsibilities here in the Philadelphia area. I will be uh, live in the studios and uh, kind of being. Uh, like I was back in the old days, Mike, an old board operator, you know, kind of like uh, the command center, if you will. And you'll be out uh, getting interviews and reporting a lot from Mark, and it's going to be a great, great thing. May have uh, a special guest with you, may have uh, – well, will have some interviews certainly uh, with uh, some of the trainers and drivers that'll be competing at that big event at Hoosier Park. part but we 're certainly looking forward to it and uh, once again, advertising opportunities are available we 're going to be putting together some very, very affordable packages for everybody out there. so if you have any questions about those, give us an email at uh, mike 's at post time with mike and mike uh, dot com is that right is it mike's plural M I K E S no. or is it just mike no just mike m i k e MKE because you know why because that's our name. Yeah, that's right. My
3: name isn't Mike's. The last time I checked, although when I was trying to spell Mike's out on Twitter to you know tweet out the picture of our new microphones, it kept trying to correct me to Mike. So uh, you know, I think our I think our <laughs> uh, I think our uh, autocorrects know what we're supposed to be. But uh, no, it's gonna be a lot of fun, Mike. And uh, we're gonna do uh, the Dan Patch at Hoosier Park. We're also going to do the Breeders Crown. The tw- and British Crown from the New Meadowlands Racetrack in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Now, advertising and sponsorship uh, packages are available. Make sure you contact us at Mike at PostTimeWithMike.com for information. We've got some very affordable deals. At uh, Mike, we have uh, we, got a couple of packages that we put together that will secure you for all three remotes. So uh, one price, get you all three. That deal.
0: Absolutely. So make sure you check it out. Uh, it'll be on our website shortly. Post time with Mike. Mike. dot com. But email us for information on that as well. Uh, Mike at po- Mike Singular. Mike Singular at uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. dot com. And uh, we're also pleased to announce that uh, we've reached an agreement with Running Aces Harness Park. So starting on this program next week, Mike, you're going to be hearing a little segment. Uh, from Running Aces, uh, featuring track announcer Darren Gagne, as well as uh, some interviews from Running Aces Harness Park. It's fantastic track in Minnesota. Uh, they do fantastic uh, things out there, and I'll tell you, it's a, from what I've heard, and you can see on TV, Mike, it's just a gorgeous facility. They get uh, a lot of people out there, uh, live following, and we're going to start hearing from some of those people coming up next week on our uh, ongoing segment with Running Aces Harness Park, so we're certainly looking forward to that, Mike.
3: Yeah, definitely. We want uh, really thank those guys out there for all of their support. Mike, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, you know, it's uh, the sponsors that make the program. And uh, our big sponsor, of course, Bet America, title sponsor. Uh, Friends of Maryland Reds has been with us since day number one. New Vocations has been right there with us. And also, Mike, the stable.ca. But we don't want to forget Embroider Unlimited. And we've got some great uh, apparel. Uh, we got some T-shirts, hats, and you know, I know a couple of you have won some prizes on Twitter and stuff. We are—I uh, got a—we I got it behind, and it's my fault, not Bo- Mike Bozich's, But uh, we will get those out to uh, those of you who are prizes this week.
0: No question about it. We've got some fantastic prizes. Embroidery Unlimited do, does some fantastic work. Uh, look up uh, Jim Winsky uh, online embroidery dot com for all your embroidery needs. I mean, we got some tremendous hats, and I have to tell you. Um, You know, I was talking to Jim Rinsky back and forth a little bit, and uh, really, you know, over the phone, you can't really tell what kind of good quality you're getting, but when those hats arrived, and I laid my hands on them, I'm like, oh, man, these are fantastic hats, fantastic shirts, fantastic uh, everything that he makes, so please, for all of your embroidery uh, needs give uh, Jim Winsky, uh, look him up online UNL dot com because he does fantastic work. And we're gonna be doing a lot of giveaways, Mike. So coming up in the near future. And uh, I know, uh, you know, by the way, Mike, we uh, last time I checked, uh, we are about ten or eleven likes away from six hundred on Twitter. So do yeah, you think we maybe are. we should give away? You think maybe we should do the hat thing for six hundred on Twitter? Or yeah, why not? I'll leave you it know, up to you.
3: Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, number 600, we'll give you a hat. So if uh, tell all your friends, tell all your family to send us a little bit of a follow. And if you're number 600, uh, we'll send you a hat in the uh, in the mail so long as it doesn't take me like six weeks to get it out, Mike. Well, Mike, we've got one more uh, very short timeout we got to take. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the big races coming up this weekend um, and this week in Harness Racing. We'll catch it on the back side of this commercial. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America.
7: Hello, this is Kayla.
0: Here at the Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings, while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca.
5: Hello, this is Kayla Stra, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. Bet America covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to Bet America receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way!
3: The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired Standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program.
0: We're back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America, Mike Bozich alongside of Mike Carter. And we certainly appreciate uh, everybody joining us uh, on this edition of post time with Mike and Mike. We had some great guests I want to thank all of our guests that joined us here today, Dylan Davis, who finally got the right number to call onto the program. That was my bad. You had the problem with the uh, the mute switch on our new microphones here, Mike, and I had the problem with giving people the right numbers. So uh, oh, gosh, only knows, I hope you don't get billed like a, uh, a couple of hundred dollars for calling that number.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, uh, but anyway, uh, we want to thank Dylan Davis, uh trainer of Mel Merrin. He's got a great stable. We want to certainly thank Jason Merriman. We had a great interview with him. Check it out on the archive at, uh, Bet America, the barn, if you will. Also a very special thanks to, uh, just a, a tremendous interview with, uh, Brian and Brianna Carsey and, uh, Great, great people, and special thanks to Karen Carlson joining us uh, talking about racing under saddle. But, Mike, we've got a big weekend of harness racing coming up uh, this week all over the place, and we'll start out at Mohawk Raceway. Mike, is your program at the ready?
3: It is. Let's do this.
0: All right, let's take. Well, they've got fan Hanover eliminations, and we'll start by uh, taking a quick, quick look at that race number two. And my comments will be very, very brief on this race. It's the second race on the program. Now, keep in mind, they do have the 20 cent minimum wages there, and uh, I don't have to look any farther than my good old gal, pure country who uh, finished third as the heavy favorite last time in that Pennsylvania Sire Stakes event over at the Meadows in 150. That race in 49 and four. She gets the big track tonight, maybe a little bit of a softer field. Book it for pure country if you're playing those multiple wages, everybody. You know,
3: last year during the Breeders' Crowd, I gave you a lot of uh, crap because you loved pure country. And I I just wasn't on... Uh, so to speak, Mike, and you know uh, how I am with one to nine Trotters, but one to nine Pacers I can sort of deal with a little bit. I got to admit that Pure Country has proven that she can be the real deal. Uh, She had to close from off the pace uh, coming first up in – 150 last time out at the meadows uh didn't look like she got the best trip of the world off a 25 and 4 opening quarter they were just flying early on the other horse that i like field mike is some fancy philly who draws post six uh the buck guy dave miller aboard uh faded just a little bit and tired in 27 and 4 off a 150 and 4 mile last time but really got a uh, really got over the track well In the uh, Pennsylvania All Stars, but that's not even the race that sticks out to me, Mike. A couple of divisions of the Weiss uh, going in 153 and 153 and 2. This horse has the seed to get to the top spot. It's a question of whether some fancy Philly will get to the top or will pure country be rolling early.
0: That'll be the major question. The, the fan handover eliminations continue in race three, three-year-old Philly paces, going for a purse of $35,000 And the horse that beat pure country last time out. Darlin' on the beach is right back here in this second Uh, division starting from post position number two for Dave Miller, 49 and four win last time, and she is red hot. She's won four of five. She's obviously developed very, very nicely for White Birch Farms and trainer Nancy Johansson. She draws the inside here, but I got to tell you, a horse that I've been looking at is a horse by the name of Newborn Sassy. And this is a horse starting from post six. Was a decent closing third last time at the Meadows. Uh, it tried to use, the, was used last half, kind of grinded into it. Was a near miss to Darlin on the Beach a couple of starts back, and uh, she's been kind of playing the runner-up role. She's been second to Pure Country, third to Darlin on the Beach. I think the big track sometimes can be a great equalizer, and I think number six Newborn Sassy, who's eight of 14 in the win column in her career, has a good chance to win. And at five to one, and the prospects of Darlin on the Beach being overbet. I think I'm going to take a chance at some value in race three, Mike Carter. You
3: know, I really like newborn Sassy, and I'll tell you why. Back in the Miss Pennsylvania final, the $313,800 final back on May the 7th, Kentucky Derby Day, it looks like that Sassy got a tough grip if you're looking at it on paper. However, it you know, if you go back and watch the replay, uh, this horse really showed some grit in the final quarter. Now, the 29-1 and one final quarter time is – so I, I would just ignore that. You have to go back and watch the replay here. Newborn Sassy is definitely, in my opinion, one of the horses to beat. You know, look who she lost to. She lost to Pure Country, Call Me Queen Bee, and I said diamonds. So I think Newborn Sassy is going to be the play to go here. And Mike, if you can get five to one, listen, darling on the beach is going to be a
0: short, short price. So Newborn Sassy is uh, where I'm throwing my show money to. <laughs> All right, race number five, the Pepsi North American Cup elimination one of two. The limbs are going for a purse of fifty thousand dollars and a field of nine will let uh, you battle in the first leg in the check six has been red hot. Just lost last time in 150 over at the Meadows in a Pennsylvania Sires Thinks, uh, event. Draws inside. Yannick Shingra making the trip up north. Betting line right now is the 5-2 to two favorite. Gets the home field advantage over at Mohawk. Is 8-15 approaching the $600,000 plateau. one in the Sunbeats somewhere last time after a big brush in the half. Uh, was able to uh, get the job done. Closing 26-3 and and hold. But I gotta tell you, I think check six has got a big opportunity and control the moment is making his second start he was darn near undefeated last time and caught that uh, just wicked sloppy track of the breeders crown uh to uh, end his 2015 uh, two-year-old campaign but uh, the double qualifier the near-miss to lion snyder who's in this race as well but uh, i think uh, i like check six at four to one is my value play in that uh, event but
3: Yeah, you know, control the moment didn't get the best trip in the Breeders' Crown Final, uh, caught it, like you said, a sloppy track and just, you know, didn't respond. And, of course, Boston Red Rocks came over the Green Monster to to win the race. Check six is definitely going to be – my value play in here. But Lion Snyder is another horse you gotta watch out for. Sylvain Phileon coming up and winning the Molson pace aboard a uh, big time long shot. So I think if anybody's got a shot here, Mike, it could be uh Sylvain on top of Lyons Snyder, because I mean who knows those tracks better than uh than some of these guys.
0: Well, that's what you're saying. Home Field Advantage certainly has a big, big uh, leg up and an opportunity. Roses are red eliminations uh, are going on as well for the aged uh, mare pacers and starting in uh, race number six and uh, very familiar with all of these horses uh, in uh, that particular event coming up in race six. I mean, you've got the vine Caroline from the inside who after that tremendous year last year has just not been herself. She did not look very good at uh, Harris Philadelphia last time. Hi, Benjamin. How are you? He's peeking in through the door at me. Uh, nope, you stay over there. You stay on the other side of the safety wall. Then you just slam the door on I me. Mean, that's all right. Andrew Vett, mir, uh, winner of $3.5 million, uh, took a week off uh, after the fifth-place finish. Uh, she has not been herself after 44 straight wins. Uh, Mula. Starting from post seven, she made the start, Mike, in the Betsy Ross, and she did not have a good trip at all. She tried to come in that outer flow, and Venus Delight was able to save ground from the three-hole and was able to angle at the top of the stretch and pick up the pieces to get past uh, Katie Sedd, who was a grinding first over in that event, or grinding second over, actually, came three wide and they had the lead in the stretch but just could not hold. Devil Child redeemed herself in the Mares' Open at Pocono, but I'm going to tell you what, when it comes down to it, I'm going with the home court advantage. Wazmula back on a track that she knows. She was, I mean, you talk about a hard knocking horse, Mike. She has just been battling the best up in Canada for quite some time now, and she's been trading wins. She's had a lot of success. I think the home court advantage helps her out immensely, Mike.
3: You know the other horse you really got to look at here, Mike, is Sassa Hanover, who got a brutal trip in the Betsy Ross. Had to come first up, did badly. Uh, closing home at 30 and 2 seconds. It just wasn't her kind of a mile, in my opinion. Draws uh, about the same this week, uh, going over the bigger track. Sassa hit over definitely, uh, definitely looks like the, the way to go here, in my opinion. Androvette's been a little bit off-key this year, but Wasmula could potentially uh, provide a little bit of an upset as well.
0: Yeah, certainly. Moving right along, Mike, the uh, Pepsi North American Cup Division Two is in race number seven. And as my man Ken Middleton would say, is Boston Red Rocks going to hit it out of the park again over the Green Monster, Mike? What do you say? You know, i got to give Ken Middleton a lot of credit. <laughs> I love he it. Is. That was a great call, Mike. That, that's one of the yeah. best calls, I think, in quite a while in, in uh, it, racing, it Mike. i got to give my man did. Ken...
3: You, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I mean that I sort of missed it. And I went back and listened to the race, and he said, "Over the green monster, here comes." Boston That's what it River. was.
0: Over the green monster. Yep.
3: I, I, I for those of you who you know don't listen to the show that often, or you know you don't really listen to the announcer, I got to tell you, it takes a lot to come up with something like that. <laughs> and so when, when you know you're trying not to think about it when you're calling a race, but for Ken Middleton to come up with that just off the, his wit's own was just unbelievable. But Boston Red Rocks has been uh, kind of hit or miss, Mike, in the uh, New Jersey Sire Stakes. Didn't uh, like the sloppy track that much. Went right to the lead. And Katie's rocker, win by a neck, and, uh 150 and three. He closed home in 26 and three there. But the New Jersey Sire Stakes race the week before, he was actually impeded. So I, I guess I'm going to eat my words here when I say uh, when he I I didn't get the best couple of trips. So Boston Red Rocks draws the inside. And if he could avoid a troubled trip, I think he handles this field uh, – this field easily american passport on the outside had a very good race in the some beach somewhere and the other horse you really got to watch out for mike is a horse trained by mark silva who was third to betting line in american passport in michael's victory michael's victory was a winner over katie's rocker in boston red rocks and the new jersey sire stakes two starts back mike i gotta think that uh the post improvement here uh, from post seven to post five should help out a little bit. Now, granted, that race two starts back was against the field of five. So uh, this, this race uh, has a couple of horses that could set up to, um, to provide a little bit of an upset.
0: I got something for you.
3: Was that
0: a beautiful thing?
3: Yeah, there you go.
0: We had to get that call out there because uh, my buddy Ken Middleton just uh, he knocked it out of the park with that uh, the call from Boston Red Rocks that was last year in the Breeders' Crown. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to look for value in a kind of race like this. I mean, to be all honest, and I'm a big Boston Red Rocks fan, but you know what, Mike? This horse was 10 cents on the dollar the last three times and has only won one of those three starts. So you have to ask yourself: Is there a situation where this horse may be getting a little over bet? I don't know, but uh, it's kind of wide open. I, uh, you know, you mentioned American Passport; certainly got a big chance there. And and uh, I do want to look at one more race because we do have it. Well, actually, no, we got a couple more races to look at. I do want to look at that preferred that's sandwiched in there strategically on the card, Mike. By the way, by the race secretary to start that twenty cent pick four. And you've got a great open there going for thirty four thousand. You've got Nickel Bag. Who beat Wiggle at Jiggle at three starts back? You've got State Treasurer, okay, who's uh, the Canadian Horse of the Year last year? You've got Ph Supercam, a former a former George Morton Levy winner, Lost for Words, who made memories with that memorial or memorial ba- uh, a memorable memorable is the word I'm looking for battle in the little brown jug, evening of pleasure. Nirvana Sealthers has been racing lights out. Alexis Jackpot, who's won three in a row, making the ambitious jump in class. So a tremendous preferred, Mike, uh, by the way, in race uh, number eight. Do you have any thoughts on that one or uh, no?
3: Actually, I do. Uh, you got to look at Evening a Pleasure, and I'll tell you why, Mike. This horse was spotted the field 17 lengths at the opening quarter, only missed by two and three quarter lengths, closing home in 26 and one, up at 150 miles. Only three fifths off of the winner Shambhala behind state treasurer Nirvana Sealster. Mike, even in a pleasure at 10 to one, a fantastic price. And in my opinion, uh,
0: I'm playing at 10, 15, 20 to one. That's, a, uh, that's my uh, shocker of the night. Sounds good to me. There's a couple of more uh, divisions, a couple of more eliminations of the Roses of Red. Uh, race number nine on the program features the 2016 Blue Chip Matchmaker winner, You are Gonna Kiss Me or Not, first time Jody Jamison on the bike for trainer Renee Alarm. That's kind of interesting there. She's looking for win number 40. She's made close to a million and a half dollars. And honestly, looking at that particular race, I don't think... That uh, there's anybody as good in here as you're going to kiss me or not, and she's five to two in the morning line. I think that's a pretty generous price. So uh, in that twenty cent pick form, Mike, I think three you're going to kiss me or not could be a good uh, wheel there.
3: Yeah, I think so. You know, our hot major or red key, is I should uh, say
2: key.
3: A key, yeah. Listen, you got to use the right terms if you're going to uh, if you're going to you know talk about these races. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, no, our hot, you're right. You know. Our hot Major is another horse that I think uh, could potentially show up at least on the board. And of course, I think he is going to be the key horse, in my opinion, as well. My race Ted, is the Rotor Red Eliminations for Phillies and Mares, at the purse of $35,000. It features the likes of Venus Delight and Katie said, And Katie said coming off a game second place uh, finish to Venus Delight and Betsy Ross. So this looks like a uh, rematch of the Betsy Ross at Mo.
0: It certainly does. One of the horses I want you to watch in this race, though, is Colors of Virgin. She's getting a ten to one morning line. She was the uh, Breeders' Crown winner of uh, older mares last time. Of course, Katie said had that one, or potentially had that one, when she broke in that nasty track in the Breeders' Crown last year. But Colors of Virgin had no chance from post eight last time in the Betsy Ross. Just, I mean, no chance. Don't even pay attention to that race because she just had no chance from the outside there. I think she's going to be a lot better in here. Um, Solar Sister, we talked about horses with home court advantage. She has a home court advantage. She beat You Gonna Kiss Me or Not in Perfect Bags at Miami Valley. Three starts back in the Chip Noble, and she's been right there to Witch Dolly, who's been very, very solid in the upper ranks. Uh, so I think number six, Solar Sister, has a big chance there. This could be a race, Mike, if you're trying to play that pick four, maybe pick threes, that you want to go three, four, five deep because, you know, the mares, older mares, Mike, the older mare's division is so up in the air. I mean, it's so competitive that you don't want to make sure you short change yourself with a short price. There's not a dominant entity in here. No question about it. So if you're going to pick four or pick three, you want to make sure that you give yourself some options in this race.
3: No, of course, and I think Mike, I'm going to hit the all button in this race. I think Skipping By's got a shot. Uh, six to mm-hmm. one, on Skipping By is a uh, yep. is a gift in my opinion. It's had two good races coming off that qualifier. We're Skipping By one by thirty lengths uh, at the metal or at the Meadows. So I think Skipping By's got a shot. Um, you know, like you said, Colors of Virgins got a shot. I'll tell you, ten to one would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, certainly. That's a race that you might want to do the all button. As a matter of fact, Mike, I'm not opposed to that at all. I think the all button might not be too bad of an idea. A big car to Tioga Downs, too, Mike. Uh, Wiggle it, jiggle it. Some of the aged paces uh, going on there. I know they have some uh, New York Sires. Thanks, uh, Excelsior, and the top ran there as well. Uh, Let's see. Let's move right along to the graduate because uh, this is Sunday at Tioga, by the way. Our good friend James Witherite will be on the call. Eighth race, graduate series. Uh, $75,000 is the purse. And, uh, just look at that field, Mike, just look at that field. You've got a potential rematch. Rock and Ron, uh, and in the arsenal, that is uh, an owner entry there, uh, for, uh, Ron Burke rock and roll uh, world will be, uh, in start, uh, or in uh, post position, uh, number six, you have to make sure you look at the post positions here because uh, you've got uh, one entry, uh, a two-horse century, the standard two-horse century. Then you have a three-horse century. Then you have Wiggled Jigglet, who draws post four, Mike. Obviously, the effort in the Dorothy Mullen, I've never seen anything like it in my 16-plus uh, years of harness racing. It was uh, an unbelievable event. Uh, however... Rock and Ron did beat him a couple of starts back in the Confederation Cup and uh you know you never know what you're going to get from horses uh, from week to week so Wiggle It Jiggle It's obviously going to be the heavy favorite in here um but uh listen there are some horses I mean Rocket uh, Artist was able to beat Rock and Ron a couple of starts back in the Graduate although Rock and Ron was buried he was buried on the cones and didn't get room to real late. But I mean, just saying. I mean, it, you know, a lot of it depends on the trip, and if you're going to uh, take wiggle it jiggle it, you're going to have to be prepared to take very little value.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think wiggle it is going to be a very, very, very short price, and who knows how fast he'll go there. You know, 47 at uh in north Mullen at harris philadelphia which is the same track size and that was also of a 149 and four race at norfield park in the battle of lake Erie. i think jiggle it jiggle it is definitely the go to play here you know in the arsenal and rock and roll world these are two horses that are kind of questionable in my opinion and then of course you have excuse me rocking in heaven and dude's the man Was a game third at Mohawk in the Graduate Series, so uh, this is going to be a uh, this is going to be an interesting race. But I think I'm I'm going to use another uh, key in this race, and I'm going to use Wiggle It Jiggle It.
0: Oh, you are you going to go? Okay, well you're going out on a limb there. Um, (laughs) Looking right up to race (laughs) number nine. The the graduate series, this is for uh, the four-year-old Trotters. Pinkman is back, Mike Carter. Pinkman is back in the United States of America, and uh, he's uh, tackling the likes of uh, Centurion A horse I think who's you, you know, a lot of people are waiting for this horse. I've, I've gathered that. I mean, a lot of people I talk to, a lot of handicappers, have been sitting on this horse for a while. I'm not really sure why. But a lot of people have been just sitting on this horse waiting for something to happen. And, uh, well, I guess what happens here is going to be a big price. But uh, you've got Musical Rhythm, who's been red-hot, uh, 19 of 34, obviously taking on a lot tougher. Wings of Royalty, Pink Man, three starts back. Uh, Krashana. remember we were talking about how to uh, pronounce that horse last week? This horse made a nice move from post fourth to Musical Rhythm. So a little bit of a competitive race. Do you think Pinkman has any problems here? <laughs>
3: Maybe a lot shorter price than that, and I'm not going to play him at a short price. I think I'm going to use him underneath of uh, Centurion ATM. The other horse I like in this race and a little crazy, uh, at Mohawk last week home in 27 and two. I know, am I, this horse Benoit been
0: Bil- Light. All right. Bro. Yeah, moving right along the 10th race. Uh, you're breaking up there a little bit, my friend. Race number 10, the open pace, uh, a field of uh, nine doing battle. And uh, what a great event this is. Rock Eyed Optimus starting from post position number nine. You've got him, Great Vintage, last year's Jerry Taylor Memorial Invitational winner at, uh, at uh, Harris, Philadelphia. Clear vision who was a uh, a Battle of a Lake Erie winner, I believe, a couple of years back, Mike, if my memory serves yep. me correctly. And uh, really good field here. Uh, Rock-Eyed Optimist has to overcome post-9. Post positions obviously were assigned uh, for this open event, but uh, I think Rock-Eyed Optimist uh, is uh, the best in here.
3: Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Uh, obviously, with the post positions assigned, the horses that – but is a horse that, uh, that you might want to walk, watch out for at a little bit of price picks up the services of Jim Morrill jr. And Mike, uh, if you're going to de- depend on anybody in New York circuit, it's Jim Morrill jr.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And uh, one more card to look at very briefly, Syoto Downs, uh has uh, some pretty good races coming up. They have Ohio Sires thanks, all over the place. Uh, plus, they have the older Trotters uh, coming in to do battle, and uh, we'll scroll right down to, let's see if I could find the program page. Well, the Open's pretty race good. Race number eight. Yeah, that's right. Well, Santa Fe Beach Boy, right, by the way, is in the, the Open in the seventh. I like that horse. I uh, just figured I'd throw that in in case there's a multiple wager there, but uh, multiple race wager. Charlie Hill Memorial Action uh, race number eight, Mike. I'm going to give you the opening word on this. What do you think, man? I appreciate it. You know, listen, Goral head over is
3: twelve to one <laughs> off uh, two or three. Uh, why are you laughing? are you laughing for a reason? I'm no,
0: you no, know, because you thanked me for giving you the opening word,
3: so I was, you know, was you know saying, okay. that's what I. That's yeah, that's what I like. Listen, so Goral head over is coming off of two uh, off stride performances in the Maxi Lee, and then again in the winners over. Uh, both at Harris Velty comes back to a 5 mile track in yeah 5 mile track in Scioto Downs. Uh, you got to go back to the MacLabell Elite Lot playoff where he was third place, second behind Resolve and Be a Magician. I got to think that Garal Hanover at twelve to one. That that is a huge overlay in my opinion. I think Garal Hanover's got a decent shot to win this race. Uh, muscle Up the Goal is a name that I haven't seen before. But he raced two starts back at Northfield Park. I don't know where I was that night, but apparently I uh, I wasn't paying attention because he went one fifty two and one, excuse me, one fifty two and three. And Mike, this is the horse that set the record at Northfield Park on Battle of Lake Erie night. That's where I was. It was Battle of Lake Erie night. I was in the paddock for this race. So, uh, muscle up the goal is definitely going to be a horse to watch. Uh, had a really game performance in the winner's over preferred handicap at the Meadows. Drawing post three, I got to expect another big mile. Uh, and Aaron Merriman gets the drive here. Muscle up the goal could be a horse to watch out for come uh, Hamiltonian time. Or excuse me, uh, come uh, later on in the season.
0: Yeah, certainly. You know, this is a horse, Mike, that I think – is a little bit of an unknown factor. I mean, obviously he's been in Ohio, uh, you know, made $122,000 last year. three for three and a four year old. This is undoubtedly his toughest test. Now, if from a gambling point of view, if you're looking at a horse like this, you have to say, listen, when you are going up against the best and you've been, I don't want to say untested, because obviously there's some very fantastic horses in Ohio, especially over the last couple of years since the slot revenue was taken over. But, I mean, this is uh, definitely... A very stout test. I mean, Ilsonio Dream is a world-class trotter. Natural Herbie, in my opinion, is a world-class trotter. Abregato, no question, is. Homicide Hunter, in my opinion, is. Goral Hanover is. W's New York Yankee. I mean, these are horses that have been battling the best in the world for uh, week in and week out. And I just think five to two is just way too short of a price. I muscle up the goal. Now, if you can get up to five, six to one, I might say take a chance at it. Um you know, I mean, let's be perfectly honest, Mike. Abregado, there were uh, quite a few breaks in the Maxi Lee. Shake It Carry broke. Um, Goral Hanover broke. J.L. Cruz maybe had the race won. That's to be debated, and I'm not going to debate that now, but J.L. Cruz broke. So, I mean, in all honesty, three of the best horses probably broke in that particular race. So maybe... Uh, that win could be, I mean, from a value point of view, Mike, could be a little bit overdone. So, you know, for a, from a from a, a wagering point of view, if Abregato's too short of a price, maybe lay off that one. Um, if El Sonio dreams a little bit too short of a price, maybe lay off that one. And I think a couple of the horses that could certainly bounce back at nice prices are Homicide Hunter and Garrel hanover it's all about value and if you're looking for value maybe homicide hunter and maybe Garrel hanover <laughs> if they go off double digits
3: yeah i completely uh i completely agree with you well mike uh, it's uh, we have been all over the place but real quick we got to touch on one more race and it is the belmont stakes coming up this weekend at belmont park in new york mike real quick uh goes flying by your window um <laughs> Who who do you like in the uh who do you like in the Belmont Stakes? <laughs>
0: Wait a minute! I thought these new mics weren't supposed to pick that kind of stuff up. I want a refund. Yeah, I heard I listen. I heard it through the uh, I heard the oh, going by. That's all First I heard. Point. Well, well, you know what? That's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, um, you know, the Belmont Stakes. Is always a mixed bag, especially when there's not a Triple Crown winner at stake. And when there's not a Triple Crown winner at stake, I am vehemently opposed to anybody that won the Kentucky Derby or anybody that won the Preakness. And I honestly think that the horse that you want to go for here is the horse that underwent a lot of traffic issues, came closing very well. In the Kentucky Derby and obviously was pointed to this race. There ain't no, there there isn't any ifs, ands, or buts. This horse was obviously pointed to this race. Sudden breaking news. And this is one of my solid wagers in here, Mike.
3: Yeah, and who better to get than Mike Smith uh, to ride Luis Kionis to Mike Smith? And this is a big rider change uh, to Mike Smith. I think Sudden Breaking News is a horse to definitely watch out for. He can come from off the pace, but the one thing you got to watch out for with Sudden Breaking News and the belt horses come from out of it unless there's some sort of weird pace. I like, uh, obviously, Exaggerator is a horse that you may want to use, but Creator on the outside uh, had a horrible trip in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, closed home very strongly in the Arkansas Derby at Oaklawn Park. So I think Creator is another horse that you really got to watch out for because Irad Ortiz picks up the mount uh, from Ricardo Santana Jr. And who better than Irad Ortiz and uh, whoever John Velasquez is on, I'm looking through the program here, John Velasquez is on the five. So if you're looking for a, a little bit of a trifecta wager or maybe a three-horse stack to box, I'm going four, five, and 13,
0: Mike. And, you know, one of the other things is that a lot of people are talking about Lonnie, the number 10 horse. This is the horse from Japan that has – it's got the behavior problems, first of all. He has the behavior problems. He always got to be saddled by himself. He's always going to be out in left field. And, you know, listen, they talked about this horse in the Derby. This horse run ninth. Then they said, well, you know what? This could be the sleeper in the Preakness while this horse run, this horse run fifth. And, and honestly – on my Twitter feed and Facebook feed, everybody is touting this horse. Give up already! This horse does. This horse, come on! This horse is 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 obviously not of this. Are you still there? He's asked behind. You know, listen. I give up on Lonnie for crying out loud! All your Twitter people out there that keep that keep filling up my Twitter feed with this horse. Okay. If you want a real horse, uh, a real long shot that comes from behind, that you want to include in the back half of your exact trifectas, and I love them in the Preakness, try Cherry Wine, the number three horse here. This is a horse that just closed really, really well, and the only problem is is that this horse gets himself in trouble in the beginning, but he's a very, very solid closer. Closed right with Brody, Brody's cause of my man, Sam, in the bluegrass. Uh, made up a lot of ground of the Preakness, right behind Exaggerator, beating out Nyquist for a second narrowly. Um, I think Cherry Wine is the better option of the two closes if you're looking between him and uh, Lonnie to kind of complete an exacta or a Trifecta. But otherwise... I think sudden breaking news uh, could be the horse to beat. I, th- In my opinion, I think this horse will be a little up closer today with the added distance. But, uh, you know, like you said, Mike, I mean, the and Brody's caused in this race, too. We knew that. But, I mean, a lot of the hype is around the closes. So, usually when you're handicapping a thoroughbred race, they try to tell you to take the opposite of where all the action is. And if all the action's in the back, like you said perfectly, Mike, Maybe you want to try to play off somebody uh, that's going to be a little bit up close.
2: Yeah,
3: definitely. And uh, you know, you're going to want to look for a price in this field. Well, Mike, we've had a full show. It is eight thirty-three. We're uh, about a half hour over. But you know what? Thanks to everybody who stuck around. We've had a fun-filled show. And uh, Mike, I got, I, I made an executive decision. I hope you won't get mad at me for this. We our show next Thursday is going to start a little early. Uh, it's gonna start at three o'clock. No, I'm just kidding, Mike Bozich. I'm just
2: totally kidding. <laughs> it, 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 is, it, wait a minute, it, that'll
0: be in about the seventh race, right about then. So you'll be able to get the live call the seventh from Harrisville. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But we are gonna start
3: a little bit early. We're gonna start at 6:45. Ken Middleton is gonna start off the program next week. Uh, actually, reached out to him while we were uh, going through some of our handicapping, and Ken Middleton's gonna come on about six. 50 or 655 just after the changes at Mohawk. So he's going to talk Pepsi North America Cup with us next week. And uh, we're definitely excited to have him aboard. Uh, Obviously our first live remote of 2016 is going to come up at Hoosier Park in August. We're really excited about that. And Mike, you know what? I'm ready for a great show again next week.
0: Yeah, it should be fantastic. Special thanks to all the guests. Special thanks to all the sponsors. We certainly appreciate it. Once again, sponsorship opportunities are available for the big race, uh, for the uh, remotes. So uh, make sure you email us for information at Mike at post with Mike and Once again, we certainly appreciate all of our listeners, all of our sponsors, all of our guests for Mike Carter. It's Mike Bozich. Thank you so much for joining us. Post time next week is six forty five. Right, Mike?
3: Yep, you got it. 6.45 post time next week.
0: On post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Ben America. Good night, everybody.